welcome to Avenue H Podcast. I'm joined by Victor Jean Phillip, and this is Gina. What's going on, Vic? I'm fine. How you doing? How was your week? Pretty good so far, so far. Started my new job. Um, I'm liking it. Yo, I feel Didn't you start that new job a long time ago? Wow. Like I was saying, I started my new job, but no, I officially started um, this Monday. Because I had to transition into the role, it's really good. I'm working with the same crew. The department is different. That? Uh, I'd rather not go into details. Okay. <laughs> but um, Gina don't yeah, want to disperse the shmoney details. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> All right, you laughed a little too loud right there. <laughs> but um, yo, yeah, speaking so of that, what, what's what's going on with the income tax? You know what I mean? I'm saying. Anyhow, so I started <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> I'm doing my thing, getting into the rhythm of, um, you know, working with different people. Um, I go in a little later, and sometimes I do come home a little later, and that's like, that's my, that's the only part that's a little annoying because when I get home, Soleil's bedtime is 8 o'clock. So I get home maybe six thirty, seven o'clock, and we only literally have an hour to mm. go over homework and spend time together and, you know, give her a little something, something to eat if she was, was waiting for me or something like that. So that's the only setback. But other than that, it's going good. Okay. What's up with you? What's up with me? Um, before I even go any further, I feel like we have to discuss that. Um as you can hear us recording, there's a person missing, which is my cousin Thomas. He was the balance between the two between the three of us. Um he kept the peace. And um Thomas is an actor and he's also an artist and because of that he has he has a show going on right now and also he has um certain acting gigs that he he he's presently doing so the podcast became something which he had to divide his time for so with that being said he let me know that he couldn't divide he couldn't um devote the amount of time that he normally devotes to it so he had to bow out um i mean it, it's always gonna suck that my cousin's not here especially to me he's like the comedic relief and he's the glue that keeps everything together. He's much more than the comedic relief, but he's the glue that kept us together. But, you know, that's my cousin. At the end of the day, I'm going to see him um, often. Um, I still love him, and I'm wishing him the best. He has a show coming up on the 14th, which is the, which is the last day of that show. Um, I'm going to get more details on that and probably have it, not probably, definitely advertise it on the pod. Um but yeah, you know, um, you won't be hearing Thomas. Um, if anything, he probably will come and do a guest appearance. Yeah. But um, you know, I I just want to say thank you to him for everything he did for, with the podcast because yeah, it wasn't easy. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, same old thing. You know, I had a great week. You know, I had um spring break which is nothing was great about it i didn't go on vacation i pretty much worked to kind of compensate for the time um of me not having school but other than that regular stuff same shit different day day. i i was a little sad on monday though because school started again but 
Same shit, different day. It was funny because the week I took off, um, it didn't go slow, nor did it go fast. It was just right. Like, I was refreshed. I was ready to go back to work. I did a little spring cleaning in between. Threw out a whole lot of things. Um, and I just went to work with like a clear mind, ready, you know. I don't know, it, 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 it was just a little different. I don't know how to explain it, but I just remember feeling like, wow, this is really different. I haven't felt like this in a while. Probably since I started my old job. You know, I mean, it did help that you threw a daughter out the house for a whole week, but you know, whatever. It's spring That's break, it's big. break for yeah. everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you did throw her out. It's a spring break. You ain't even let it reach Friday. You're like, yo, what you doing on Thursday <laughs> night? I'm coming through. <laughs> Here's the thing I'd never understand when you bring my uh, daughter is like, why doesn't the cat. Why is it the cat even allowed in the house? That's why I don't understand. Why? What do you like, mean? You pack her grandma, <laughs> you pack Soleil and the grandma away, but you also pack that cat so away. Like, why guys, even the cat can't stay in the so weekend? For you guys who don't know what Vic is talking about. So, my grandmother stays with me during the week to help out with Soleil, and she drops Soleil off, she picks her up, and we also had a cat. But my grandmother doesn't live with me. So, on Friday nights, Friday afternoons, I pack everyone including the cat both soleil my grandmother and the cat i put everybody in the car and i drive to brooklyn i, I need to know what's going on i in drop that everyone that the at the cat house. can't even stick around <laughs> and that cat used to get on my last nerve it would jump out the bag that's like, why i got it i would cage. be on the highway <laughs> i remember one time i'm on the highway and i felt something brush my shoulders <laughs> I'm thinking it's soleil, and i looked behind and it was whiskey which is the cat's name. I have the best of both worlds. I get to have a daughter and I get to have my peace also. So I, that's one thing I never take for granted. Like I get to have my peace on the weekends and in the summer it's even better where I pack. <laughs> Gina tossed Soleil out like jazz from a Fresh Prince of Ballet every Friday. Man. I feel like every mom needs that peace and not every mom is fortunate enough to have that peace, you understand? You some people, they some women, they you know they they go get their nails done, they go get their hair done and stuff like that. And that little maybe five hours is their peace. Nah, that's not enough for me. I need like the weekend to unwind, to relax, go to sleep when I feel like it, wake up when I feel like it. I don't have to have someone wake me up with their little tart breath, you know, talking about mommy, I want pancakes. You understand? So it, it's it's. <laughs> Yo, there was this one time, this is when I had custody of Soleil, right? And I think it was a, it was a vacation. So Soleil was home. Custody. I mean, you know, I had Soleil the majority of the time from Monday to Friday. I had Soleil. <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead. All right. But anyway, anyway, before I was really interrupted, but yeah, one time I'm laying on the couch and I told Soleil, yo. I'm going to go and um, I'm going to take you to the park later, but let daddy take a, a nap because I was exhausted. I don't know what I did the night before. I was exhausted. So I'm laying down and I told her to give me an hour. I guess the hour hit 
And I felt this hot <laughs> breath in my ear and it said, I thought you said we was going to the park. When I say I was creeped out, this is the things you see in a scary movie. All right. This is the type of stuff you hear in a scary Selena movie. Doesn't forget like, anything. you know, you remember that meme on Instagram with that, um, with the mannequin and his eyes mm-hmm. is open. Yes, Laying back, that that's how it felt when Soleil said that in my ear. Like that thing gave me the creeps. But that's deaf. I need it in order to function throughout the week. And so I am taking full advantage of it because I know at some point it's going to stop. At some point Soleil's gonna grow up and she's gonna be, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, and she's going to probably say, I want to stay here, or I wanna stay there. So I'm taking full advantage of it while I can. <laughs> but yeah, I remember you were talking to me about like five things um, that, you know, you you wanted to talk about five things that, you know, you learned um, during and after our breakup and whatnot. I just probably yeah. wanted to get into that really quick. Um, yeah, um, I don't know why one of those days I was in the shower and every so often I would think about certain things and how my life is now. And for some reason it came to my head. I was like, what are five things that I've learned since our breakup? Or what are five things that our breakup taught me about life and myself and how I function in the dating world or even not even only in the dating world? Like what are the five things? that I've learned that I function in my everyday life and in dealing with people. And, you know, um, I came up with like five things. I wanted to discuss the f- my five things and your five things. Um, I don't know who you want to go first. Do you want to go first? Jump right into it. You go. What's number one? All right. The number one thing I've learned in our breakup or and translates to our everyday lives is, and it, and this is especially pertinent when it comes to relationships and when it comes to even going as far as marriage you are two different individuals that come together for the sake of the bond and the relationship and the love you have all too often what i feel happens is you become so intertwined with each other that you lack your individuality like what drew you to me is who you were and what drew me to you, I don't know if I phrased that right, but I'm guessing what attracted you to me is who I was. And a lot of times we lose ourselves or we lose who we are, you know, and we and in losing who we are, we lose what it is we want as a, a goal for our individual selves, what it is we want to accomplish for our own life. Because when marriage comes compromise, yes. But that doesn't mean you stifle your whole existence or your individuality for for the marriage. Like, if I liked a specific thing or if I had a specific goal, I should be able to adjust myself. We should have, like, I'll give you an example. One of the biggest things that happened with us is that a lot of people don't know. Me and Gina, I've known Gina for almost 20 years if i'm not mistaken because i was no 20 years i was 15 years old when i went to the youth group and i believe you were 12 
So I knew Gina since she was 12 and 15, and now I'm 35, and Gina is um, Don't 32. My age. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my fault. She's I'm gonna kidding, like y'all. I'm, I'm gonna have to edit that. But you said but I, twelve and twenty years ago. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't take an yeah. Einstein. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and because of that, we knew each other, and because of that, all our friends were the same exact people. And I think the biggest thing that happened to us when we broke up is that we like I didn't have like I had people who I can go to talk to. The problem is you and I are having a conflict. You don't have your people to talk to. You understand? Because the pe- your people is still my people as well. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, this is you should have your own friends and I should have my own friends. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I think sometimes in a marriage, that's what's lost. The the we're no longer individuals. Our lives are so intertwined that we no longer seek our own endeavors. We no longer, you know, seek our own goals. Every goal now becomes a us thing. And I think that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous place to be because I think the thing that can come out of that is, you know, when people say don't get married until you are 100% ready and ready is not just, you know what, I think I can get married now. Ready is literally, you are situated in life. You have met your goals. Now you're working on your goals. You have met your goals. You understand? You may have one or two things out of the bucket to kick out, but you have met those goals that you, the, the larger goals that you wanted to achieve. You understand? You are at a place where you are content with life and you're just like, sort of like, what's next? You know, I think that's the point when people should just you know, look into getting married rather than, oh, I'm in love and, you know, the air is nice and <laughs> birds are in the air. Oh, God, man. You know what's so funny? I'm sorry to cut you off. Is you remember I texted you a couple of days ago? I, I'm in a group chat on Facebook, right? And in the group chat on Facebook, it was saying, um, what would your 35-year-old's what advice would your 35 year old self give your 20 year old self? And, and, um, no, actually that's not the topic. The topic was if you're through, if you've been dating for three to five years and you didn't marry her, um, you should have been already married ladies. Something I think it, along the line, that's something like, he knows what he wants and he doesn't want you to be his wife. And I was like, that's ridiculous because what if you're 20 years old and I've been with you for three to five years in hindsight? Well, obviously it doesn't apply. Obviously it doesn't apply to, you know, younger, younger, but there's no way I should say, but it should be, it should be, you know, number one, you have met your goals. That's the point I was trying Mm -hmm. to get across. Like you, like your goals have been met. I don't think any 20 year old 25 or or even 25. I don't even think any 25 year old has met their goals. All of the goals that they wanted to achieve. You understand? Unless you are Mark Zuckerberg or you understand. So, but even if you are, and even he didn't meet all of his goals, you understand? Probably he had some other little bullshit situation that he wanted to get across or whatever. But I think it's, once you have done everything personal for yourself, then 
you, the two people who have met their goals come together and create new goals, but without losing self, because you, I'm assuming people who have created, you know, not created, who, who have met all of their goals, they had had, they had some kind of, you know, support system to fall back on. I mean, they have their own money. They have their own place. They maybe have a pet or something. And just frivolous, but it's two fully complete people try, uh, coming together to make a one. Absolutely. If anything, you bolstered the, the premise to what I was saying is that it's imperative that you know who you are and that you developed and accomplished or at least close to accomplishing whatever right. goals you uh, uh, um, are trying to accomplish. And that's when it's beneficial in a relationship because I know who I am and you know who you are. And because we both know who we are, we know what we bring to the table. We could come together and make a beautiful relationship. And Right. And by the way, I just want everyone to know that we are not counselors. We are not geniuses. We're not gurus or anything like that. I think we're just speaking from learning from our uh, our mistakes. Absolutely. So absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think any of us is really like claiming that it's just, you know, this is based on what we've learned since our breakup. Right. But, so if you got something working for you right now, let it work. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so the, f number two was, okay, this was to me, this is super, I mean, everything on this list is super important, but this one is very important. When someone wants to walk away from you, let them, it doesn't matter how much you love someone. It really doesn't matter how much you love someone and most importantly it doesn't matter how many years you've invested in, in that person if a person comes to you and say listen i don't want to do this anymore you might have a you know you just walk away you have to walk away and it's gonna hurt and it's easier said than done but you have to walk away because yeah, yeah the person has to be honest too i thought about that when you said it before but the person has to because you know some people in the heat of the moment i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to be with you anymore you know but when it's like a real serious talk and the person is just sort of like i've been thinking and i don't want to do this anymore that's your cue this to me this is the cue if you if like you said if we like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, you you have a chance in the relationship, but if someone comes to you and says, "I am not happy anymore," run. <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter <laughs> how much you love that person. If the person comes to you and be like, "Listen, I've been thinking for a while." You know, it's one thing to be like, yo, you know, you get on my nerves. Ah, fuck this. I'm out. It's another thing for the person to say, I am no longer happy. Once the person tells you they're no longer happy, because happiness is a whole different thing. It's a relative thing. It's what makes her happy. Once you get to that point, she says it, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. Like it will. Yeah, it's going to hurt no like a motherfucker. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm no longer invested, and, and, not and, happy, because you can change happiness. And here's the, I have to say this too. I, I I can't stand you guys. All right, like I can't or I can't stand women in this sense. Y'all motherfuckers be leaving the relationship way before y'all leave the relationship. Like, like, and that kills me. Like, leave me when I was fucking up. Don't leave no, but me. We have to make sure. Like, you know, we're thinking about it. We're talking to our friends. You know. You know, we we have to be one hundred percent sure that we're walking away from something that is not doing anything for us. Listen, what if you know it's in the heat of the moment and we're just like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, and then nah, you know, we just have to make sure. I, I, I don't know if it's make sure. I think y'all clock out. Y'all clock out way before. Yeah, we clock out. We clocked out, but we're still we're still thinking. Am I really really making uh the right decision? Uh, personally i think sometimes too and i think we spoke about this um before but i have to reiterate that sometimes and especially the way i am and because of what i've learned from you and our relationship i'm the not i've had too many people tell me man your personality is too nonchalant and i guess what they mean is that my personality is very somewhat indifferent and even keel in the sense that if you're here fine if you're not fine and very often what I find is when you're like that, if a person do do a rash decision to leave, chances are they might come back or chances are they may not. And, and that needs to be specified as well. There are times that it's like they've made up their mind. But if someone tells you they don't want to do this anymore, you got to let them go, man. And it, and. I'm only saying the 35 year old Victor is saying this, but when we were going through it, I was probably 28. Boy, I tell you, man, I, I held on <laughs> for dear life. It was kind of like sand. And the way sand works is you could grab a big glob of sand, but if you leave your hand even keel, it could stay there. But the more you squeeze, the more it goes through the crevices of your fingers. So if someone tells you, they not happy or they don't want to do this once more if no matter how much you love them you have to walk away from it so that was the second point i learned um the third point i learned from my breakup and to me this is probably as a man this is the the most important <sighs> always maintain being a man and this several layers to what i'm saying always maintain being a man and what i mean by that one thing i realize in relationships and i've seen them through experience and all that there's three kind of guys there's the guy that once he gets in a relationship he loves her he takes his balls put it in a box and hand it to her there's another guy who the second guy is the guy that's like you know he loves her but she challenges him and they go back and forth and back and forth. And then little by little, she breaks his ass down. All right. <laughs> He's the one that goes down swinging. And there's a third guy that's like, fuck this. I'm who I am. I'm a, you, you, I, this is who I am. And you're not going to keep, you know, uh, you're not going to keep. How do you, what's the best phrase you're not gonna badgering me to break me yeah yeah yo damn gina hit me with that alley you, just when i thought i was gonna die in the water 
<laughs> she threw that little stick in the water, like, yo, grab this no, real quick. I was quick. just thinking about it. <laughs> and, and, like, I, I dated a macho, macho guy, and it was kind of like that. It, I, you know how I have a very strong personality, very mm-hmm. strong, and I, I'm the boss. I can't not be the boss, you understand? So it was just very different to date this person who's just sort of like, no. But I, I have to ask you a question. I'm the boss. The question to you is, were you super attracted to that person? Because he kept his balls. He, absolutely. Yo, yo, son, I just see y'all talk. You see what I'm talking about? Sometimes we have that connection, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> like because he kept his balls. I'm never, telling you. I'm telling you. He never you. handed them to me. He, and it t- wasn't even a matter of a, uh, it wasn't even on like some kind of disrespectful shit. It was just sort of like. Like chill. Yeah, do all of that. Yeah, like do all of that in the passenger seat. But I'm still in the driver's seat. I am the man. I And I'm I'm a very submissive woman. But I don't put it out there that I am so submissive. You understand? <clears throat> What? Huh? Gonna, no, 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 throw? throat. Anyhow, like I was saying. <laughs> I'm a very, listen to what I'm saying. I, I really believe about, and I don't care what you guys think or whatever, but I really believe the man is the head of the household. The woman comes second and then come the kids. I get it. That's how I am. Submissive or whatever. Okay. But I'm a boss. Like, and I'm not right, talking about down, like I'm repulse. a boss. Oh, listen, I'm not talking about like I'm a boss. This, I'm a boss that uh-huh. I make money. This, nah, I'm not talking about that. My mom, yeah, and your, you your always mom, say that. My mom, your mom's you a maniac. My mom raised three boys. You always say that. You said it the very first time, and I thought about it. I was like, yo, she really did. Cause I have a sibling. I have two siblings. I have um, from her. Uh, I have my younger sister and my younger brother. It mm-hmm. seems like she raised three men because my sister and I, we are like type A personalities. I'm a little softer than she is, but we're type A personalities. We're the boss. I'm always in control of everything. And so to date someone who's just sort of like, no, 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 no. You're not in control, boo. <laughs> you may think you're in control. <laughs> But you're not in control. And those are the ones I like, too. The, the ones who make you think you're in control. I feel like I get the bo- best of both worlds because I'm just like, yeah, I'm in control. But in reality, <laughs> he pulls that shit back. <laughs> yeah, he's Geppetto. He's the one pulling the strings. You know, you know what I mean? Like, but, and it's it's imperative. Like, and that's something I learned. And I think the mistake that happened with me is, not, without going too deep, I think with me, I felt like I came into the relationship. You handed me your balls. Could I finish speaking? (laughs) I felt like I came into the relationship very dominant and very strong. And when I lost my job for those two, three years you took care of us, that shit shrunk me. That shit. And that's not an excuse. I'm not here to create excuses. I'm a man at the end of the day, and I'm still supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. So, fuck it. There's no excuses at the end of the day. But I felt like I went through kind of a mini depression. And before you know it, you you do hand your balls because you feel like I'm not in control here. This person, what makes it worse is this person is in control. She's the one pulling the strings. And you you start to take a role that you're not supposed to mm-hmm. and i and i remember 
before I started to listen to, for a lot of people who don't know, I, I did taxi for for quite some time. I'm an Uber driver now, and so I'm always listening to the radio now. And at one point, I used to listen to um, Z100 show, the Elvis Duran show in the morning, and I remember he was talking about a study that they did once, and the study showed that when guys start to do domestic roles, like you know doing housework and stuff like that the study showed that the the woman's attraction level to the man starts to go down and at, at the very nature of it the reason why is because at the end of the day what attracts a woman to a man is, is his masculine energy you understand that's not a excuse not to help the women in the house ladies I mean, guys, that's definitely not an excuse, but it definitely was an example. <laughs> and it also showed like you guys are attracted to us for a reason. And before I moved to the next thing that I learned was Patrice O'Neill, which is, I don't know. I love listening to Patrice O'Neill. Now he's an, he's a comedian and this lady he had, he could be very belligerent on the show and women try to break him down on the show and he's a lot of times not having it and he was talking to these ladies and these ladies was he and they was like the reason why i can't find a man is because this that and a third i can't find them to do this for me i can't find them to do that for me and he was like he was like um what happened to your last couple um boyfriends he was like yeah my last couple boyfriend because what they kept on saying is we are in control together we are in control but the guy is not in control we are in control and he's like let me ask you a question the last couple relationship who were who were in control and they were like actually i was in control i was running the whole house i was doing this i was doing that and this is the new age 21st century women could do anything they want blah 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 and he shut her down without her even realizing that angle he's gonna say so he said let me ask you a question and she's like what he said the guy you with now you in control and she was like she she paused mm -hmm. and she said and he said exactly he's the you with him because he's the one in control right like all the and what happens what usually happens is that you beat the person into submission and before you know it you're no longer attracted to him you know what i mean like that, that you're no longer attracted to him. Now he's like, Shh. you know, before when me and you were together, you would do certain things, and I used to call you out on it. Like, but after a while, you fall in love, and you're like, Snoopy Dee Dee, what do you want, baby girl? What did you, you know, what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you start doing, I was depressed because you were taking, you know, I wasn't playing that role at that time, which is another funny thing. Side note, tangent to go back to what we said, and i don't know if i should mention that what's funny with you is towards the end i was trying to squeeze you in a sense of regaining that control and your ass the problem too is once you've established a, a, a dynamic in the relationship once you lose it once you, you lose it or so, once i'm now i'm being crazy dominant and now we butting heads and that was the funny yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, what because, the hell is going on here? Yeah, because now I'm like, I asserted myself. You know, I was, you know, at that point I've been, you know, working, doing my thing for two, three years. Now I don't feel a certain way. And Gina was hard-headed <laughs> as a motherfucker. So we butted heads a lot, a lot during that time. Because it's me saying, yo, you, 
at the time we needed you to play this dominant role, but we good. But Gina was not having that. And I'm like, nah, we good. And that's really what ended us because we butted heads so much. And you got, it's almost like someone who's already comfortable in power. And now you're kind of like, yo, fall back. Like I'm back. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like at one point, Tracy McGrady, and we're going to move on from after this point, Tracy McGrady and Kobe Bryant were at, on the top of the NBA. Tracy McGrady got sick for like, got injured for two, three years, and then he tried to come back. But by that time, Kobe Bryant was the shit. You know what I mean? We, was, we weren't comparing Tracy at the, the same level, and we butted heads. And it was hilarious because I could remember times I'm like, Yo, you, are you fucking kidding me right now? And we would just really butt heads. So that was interesting. But moving on to the 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 next, um, the fourth one. The fourth one was, to me, and very important as well. Everything I'm saying here is important uh, for what I learned was, I heard this quote one time and it said, if you ever have to choose between love and respect, always choose respect. Because love without respect is fleeting. But respect, if someone respects you, if they don't love you, eventually they might end up loving you. Because if that person respects you, and, and I find that with a lot, I find a lot of examples of people I couldn't stand. But once they continued, and but I had respect for them. And once they, cont- because that respect I had, and they continue being who they were, and they continue never budging to make me feel comfortable you eventually i eventually respected that i eventually had a certain love for that person and i don't know if it was steve harvey it was one of these people i heard from that said it and i felt like and it's so funny i heard that thing probably a year after we broke up and i'm like god damn it like but whatever but um i felt like that's like that's huge you know what i mean that's huge I feel like if you ever got to choose, fuck it, man. You know, choose respect. And, okay, the fifth one is, honestly, I didn't have a fifth one. I, I was trying to rack my brain hard for a fifth one. I'm pretty sure I might think of one while you're giving yours. But, you know, we're going to move to you at this point. So my five, they're not so in-depth or anything like that. And they're really not what I learned while we were married I it's kind of what I learned after mm-hmm. the very first thing is fuck what they think I remember during the breakup and whatnot, I used to talk to one of my friends at well actually he was a co-worker he used to be and I used to tell him you know deep things it was me him and another girl I used to tell the both of them very deep things and they were just sort of like, my my friend, my girlfriend, she used to be like, yo, you know, you got to stick it out. You got to do this. But my guy friend is like, yo, why are you staying if you're not happy? And I remember him asking me that. And I was just thinking to myself, like, why am I staying if I'm not so happy? It was really because we were raised in the church. And we have we had friends from the church. Like, our whole group was the church. Like, our church friends and stuff like that. And so, to to 
go down the road of divorce, it was just sort of like something you, you never talk about and you never even think about. So now we're just like, oh, we're breaking up and then we're getting a divorce. It's like, what, what divorce? You understand? So I was ready to stay in it and be unhappy, but just because, just because I was afraid of what people may think. So the very first thing, if you are ever going through a breakup, any life change, et cetera, et cetera, is fuck what they think because these people don't sleep with you at night. These people don't wipe your tears when you're sleeping. I mean, crying yourself to sleep, et cetera. They're, they're not out with you. I was about to say, you you crying in your sleep? That shit is deep right there. <laughs> no, these people are not, you know, they're not holding your hands. You know, they're, they're not doing anything for you. All they're doing is being that outside crowd looking in and you're just trying to live your life based off what they think it 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 just wasn't cool for me so that was my very number one thing it was just like fuck what they think with two exclamation marks at the end um second thing was it's okay to be selfish it's okay to be selfish um i grew up thinking you had to be considerate um you had to do for others and not to have to i don't have to do jack shit I don't have to do jack shit. I live so much better now being selfish. And it's not being stingy. It's not being, um, it's not having and seeing someone who needs and saying, nah, fam, I'm keeping this shit to myself. No, it's thinking about myself first when it comes to situations. It's, it's, you know, this person wants to, talk about this right now and I don't feel like I want to talk about it right now and so I'm not going to talk about it I feel way better not talking about it and so therefore I'm not going to talk about it so that it's okay to be selfish it's okay to think about yourself first it's 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 totally fine sometimes it's okay to be selfish so that's number two number three you learn a lot about yourself being single and it sort of ties into number four. Number four is like give yourself time to heal, move on, and learn about yourself while being alone. Because one thing when I used to say when we were breaking up, Victor, you used to laugh at me. Well, you laughed at me now, but you used to look at me like, what the fuck is she talking about? Is I don't even know what kind of soap I like. As menial as that sounds. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of soap I like. We used to use that cheap ass First shit. First of all, you made a point of it the other day. about Iris Spring. <laughs> it gets the job done. Because fuck Dove. I hate Dove. That shit leaves a, a weird film on you that I can't stand. Yeah. But, but I love Iris but, Spring. Yeah, we used to all use right, this so soap. Dove. We used to use this soap called Iris. This, this soap is called. Ivory, everybody know Irish Spring. I said Ivory Spring. I hate Ivory though, but Irish. Yeah, so we used to use this soap, Irish Spring, right? And I didn't make a big deal about the soap situation, but I was just making a point. I don't even know what kind of soap I like. When we were breaking up, we I was about maybe twenty five, twenty six. I I didn't know. You what? Huh? You about what? Twenty five, twenty six. I didn't No, no, you said something about music? No, I didn't. I was about okay. 25, 26 when we were breaking up and 
I, I said this a lot and a lot and a lot is I don't even know what kind of soap I like, but it, that soap, that word soap represented so much in my life that I did not know about Gina. I did not know if I liked going out. I didn't know if I liked hanging out with my friends. I didn't know what kind of drinks I liked. I didn't know anything about myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I didn't know anything about credit. I didn't know anything about having my own money. I didn't know anything about spending my own money on me. I didn't know anything about myself. And so that I used to say, I don't know what kind of soap I like. That meant so much more than soap. So, which is kind of going into my fourth point is after the breakup, you learn. So the third one is learn. You learn a lot about yourself. And then the fourth point, my point is give yourself time to heal, move on. Learn about yourself being alone. Do things alone. Do things with your friends. Make time for your family. Because you came from a unit to being a single. To being single. So that changes the dynamic of things. uh, Example, relationships with others, your friends. You know, I didn't have to deal with... And not deal. I shouldn't say that. Forget, scratch what I was about to say. But, you know, I didn't have to be fake with people or anything like that. I was just me, myself, and I, and it was, it was good. After a while, you do kind of, you know, feel lonely. You're just like, all right, maybe it's time to get back into the date, dating game. But that's after you've come to learn about, and not even learning about so much like so blah, blah, blah. Learning what kind of person you want to spend the rest of your life with, if you want to spend your re- the rest of your life with someone. I didn't know what I wanted in a man. I didn't know I wanted someone who was accomplished. I didn't know I wanted this. I didn't know I wanted that. When we got married, we just got married. You understand? So you 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 learn more about yourself and then give yourself time to heal because that's how you get to move on, I guess. And then um, last point is if there are kids involved, become best friends. Plain and simple. Okay. If there are kids involved, become best friends because one thing I knew is one thing I fought with and one thing that kept me was shit, Soleil's not going to have a dad. But once we broke up, I was just kind of like, Soleil is going to have a dad. I made it my point. Like, I gnawed at Victor's neck. He fought me for two years. <laughs> two years straight. What happened? But, but, What'd you, you fought say? me for two, I'm saying, like, you fought me for two years straight. Like, what do you mean? I'm saying, I wanted Soleil to have a father. How did I fight you for? I'm not saying you fought me. Uh, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. You didn't fight me in the sense that you weren't going to be in her life. I wanted to still be that unit, but away from you. You understand? I wanted to. Oh no! You wanted that to time be. I told you, let's go to Applebee's. You wanted to be my friend, <laughs> and I was like, "You are, you are crazy, motherfucker!" You, yo, yo, we broke up in August. I never forgot it. We broke up. 
I think August. Late August. I think early September. Oh, I August thirtieth. <laughs> August thirtieth. You left the house. Jan- September first <laughs> was the first day I started cab. Was the first day I started school. It was the first day I was gonna have an apartment to myself. Like the first day I walked, I stepped foot in that apartment to know that no one was in the house. My daughter, would, that shit was heartbreaking as a motherfucker. So now I have three different experiences I'm experiencing at one, at once. And a week later, yo, we should go to Applebee's and get something to eat. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yo, for real. Like, be real. Are you dumb? <laughs> like, for you, yo. And, uh, to quote Major Hype. <laughs> I wanted like, to. <laughs> you, like, I was like, you are a crazy motherfucker to even it's ask funny. that question. It's funny because I did. I, I wanted out, but. You still wanted felt, to be friends. Yeah, I felt like I, I needed Soleil to not feel the effects of breaking up. And I fought that shit for three years, actually. Because no. there were times I would... Like, there was times I came, man, I just... I, I threw Soleil in your arms and walked away without saying a goddamn thing to you. You know, you know what I mean? So I, that was something... I think... Meanwhile, I'm fine. I'm like, yo, man, we when uh, we going? <laughs> for real, you talking about... It's, don't get it twisted. I'm not killing... Like, I, I'm not going to say it didn't affect me. It definitely affected me. But it was just like, like a relationship. For, I think what changed the dynamic of our relationship is three years later, I had asked you for a divorce. And we, we were on the phone for like almost two, three, three hours. And that was the first time in three years we had a conversation that was more than five minutes. Well, nah, I was talking to you, but you probably wasn't talking to me. But I was talking to you. Nah, fuck that. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to like your the, your face pissed me off. Like if I was having a good day and I saw you, like yo, that well, shit. Well, damn, you to tell us how you really feel. Jeez, I, I told you that before. <laughs> I told you this but something no. that happened to you that I'm not going to put on this podcast. And you remember when you told me it, I was like, bruh, like... Yeah, but what, I, what I'm what i kind of happy about is that this happened when Soleil was so young. Soleil was two. Going on oh, yeah. two, three, four, five. You understand? Soleil mm-hmm. didn't realize... I don't think she realized what was going on. And so no, I think she did, did. I think you're not giving her credit. This thing she no, still she remember. she she realized she noticed things like because when I used to drive by the house, she used to be like, "Oh, there goes Daddy's house," and she knew the place I stayed at as Mommy's house. You understand? She never. I don't think it was working in her head. Like, why is it that Mommy and Daddy are not together anymore? Because she didn't go to school yet, and she didn't get that. Well, maybe she saw it on TV, like, you know, parents are supposed to be together in the house and stuff like that. But it it happened when she was young. I don't think it affected her that much. It, I don't think it affected her. No, I think it did. Because I remember reading around that time um, how it affect kids 
one day separate at like three, four, five years old. And one of the things was that they become super quiet. And that's a trait I felt like developed in Soleil around that time. I felt like quiet it was with a... you, maybe. Yeah, nah, I feel like with you, Soleil, Soleil was always Soleil was all happy kid and she never stopped being that. Calm down, all right. No, no, Let's no, no, not no, make it look it like up. when she's only with no, you, no, no, she's you only happy. I just know. All right, she's like, yo, with Soleil with me, uh, she's having a blast no, no, no. with you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, outside of our presence, in the presence of adult, Soleil is super quiet. Like half of the time when we go to parent teacher night, they're like, yo, Soleil is shy. She's quiet, and I'm like, bro, when she at the house, she. When she at the house, she can't shut up. Like right, she's shy. But I I do feel I like in did. that aspect it affects but, her. In other aspects that mm-hmm. probably, I think it did. There's there's several things, especially when Soleil was living with me for those couple of years. There's a lot of traits that she shared that I shared with her because my mother separated from my father around when I was four or five years old, and I noticed this certain things with her, and I always paid attention to it. There's certain things with Soleil that the way I was affected and who I became, this I could see those same traits in Soleil. Right. So I'm I'm just glad it happened while she was so young. To me, I don't think it affected her that much. And so now she is able to grow up and see that her two parents, they're not at each other's necks. We don't fight. I get on your nerves, yeah, every now and then. You get on my nerves every now and then. She doesn't <laughs> see that. I'm still remembering when I cursed your ass out, only to find out I was wrong. Mm. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, yeah, that shit, that never shit delete text heart, messages. That never shit delete text. Never delete text messages because you never know you're gonna when you're gonna need receipts. <laughs> but you know why that shit hurt me the most? It's because for for several years, I never I never paid you no mind. I'm like, you can never piss me off. And <laughs> to let you piss me off, and then Gina was like, yo, you bugging right now. Fuck that. And then I'm in lab class, and then you sent that shit. So yeah. that but was funny, it, but whatever. Yeah, but that's, 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 those are my five. Um, and if you don't have kids, move on. What the hell are you still talking to this nigga for? Move on. <laughs> but if you do have kids, always, you know, make it a point to make it a point to be a unit so that this child succeeds, you know, so that this child becomes a, a contributing or how do how, what's the word? A, a, a member of society who con, who contributes to society. I know I'm not saying that word correctly, but whatever. You know, make sure that kid is happy. Make sure that kid worries about nothing. You understand? And no, I was I was gonna say something, but forget it. <laughs> what you was gonna say? Hello? Huh? What you was gonna say? No, 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 forget it. But um, like just, just, just be happy. Life is too short to be holding on to grudges and stuff like that, man. Just live. I remember I used to say that to Victor. Just live, man. Just live. <laughs> I think you were smoking weed around that time. That's why you were on that. 
bohemian tip. Like, yo, just live, man. Life is too complicated. Just live, man. (laughs) I'm like, fuck is she talking? What kind of grades is she on? (laughs) I'm like, she on that high, that high, high grade, but whatever. But But yeah, yeah. those are my five. And I, I learned a lot more, but those are the major, major points. That's what keeps me, like, sane. You know, I, I, I know what soap I like. Hell, I settled on a soap. You know, <laughs> but I, it's not just a soap. I settled on so many other things that I like. I like my peace and quiet. Half the time, when Soleil's not here and stuff like that, when the cat's not here, my grandmother's not here. I, I just want to be alone. I just want to be alone. Um, and sometimes I do want somebody to be in the house and stuff like that. So I, you learn. That's I think that's the moral of the story is that you live and you learn, and you move on because life is not going to stop just because you're hurting. Life is not going to stop. Everyone's going to get up and do everything that they need to do. You understand? Like yo, it, it, it's funny you say that. Life is not going to stop. So just keep doing you. Make money. I say one thing I lost is my 20s. That's it. I didn't I didn't fulfill what I needed to fulfill in my 20s. But I'm doing this shit in my 30s, yo. Let's do right, what you calm need to down, do. Kevin. Let's do what you need to do and just move on, man. Yeah. Right. That's all. That, I mean, that's all. Um, so I think we're ending it on a great note right now. Um, we are at the hour more or the 50 minute mark um this was great um continue to follow us at avenue h podcast on live is avenue av underscore h underscore podcast um my my personal instagram is vjp24 underscore and yours if you want people to know it i don't think i really want people following me only follow the avenue h podcast Instagram page. We'll make our um, announcements there and whatnot. Keep the questions coming. I, I like I I get some questions and whatnot, and I we I I believe I answered one or two questions in the last last podcast or whatever. But keep the questions coming. Yeah. So Avenue H Podcast, and we out. We out.